0: You're listening to the Peacock and
1: Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're finishing up the week with pass catchers, wide receiver and tight end rankings for the 2021 nfl draft we've talked so much about the passers in this draft i think it's time we talk about those pass catchers we'll get to the offensive line next week start looking at defensive positions as well and we will get matt williamson's rankings and i'll chime in on on my thoughts on these rankings as well when it comes to these players in the wide receiver position especially is going to be all over the place. It's sort of a pick-your-flavor class. It's going to be really hard after the top few to figure out how teams view these guys and not a lot of size in the wide receiver class. A couple of notes here really quick, Matt, before we get going. By the way, you can find us on Twitter at BDPeacock, at NFL. That's where the questions come from that we attack on the Tuesday Twitter episodes of Peacock and Williamson every week, and we like to filter in some questions now and then. On other days... In reference to the mock draft yesterday, though, Matt, Christopher answered our questions. And I'm glad there's folks out there, listeners, that are doing work for us, so I didn't have to dive in and research this and figure it out. I asked the question, what was the latest it had been before a defensive player was selected in the NFL draft? And I think this year could be a record. And Christopher replied that Champ Bailey was the latest first defensive guy that was drafted and that was way back in 1999. And Champ Bailey, Hall of Famer, by the way, was selected number seven overall by Washington. The top of that draft went Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb, Akili Smith. So some similarities there. Quarterback, quarterback. quarterback, yeah. quarterback. Uh, then these were the days when running backs go in the top five. That was the the uh, famous Ricky Williams trade year. So Edron James went four to Indy. Ricky Williams went five to New Orleans after they traded everything to go up and get him. Torrey Holt to the St. Louis Rams at six. And Champ Bailey to Washington at seven. David Boston, Chris. Pretty good class. Yeah, it's a great. I class. mean, the, the
1: quarterbacks didn't really hit except for McNabb, but pretty good class.
0: Chris McAllister, also a top 10 corner in that class. Linebacker, Chris hmm, Claiborne, and wide receiver, David Boston, that finishes out the top 10 of that class. So thank you, Christopher. So pick seven overall, over under. I think that's probably the earliest we could even possibly see uh, a defensive player in this class, which means this is going to be at least tying and, and most likely a record for the latest a defensive players ever been taken. If Christopher's research is correct.
1: Yeah, good, good work by the practice squad slash tackling dummies. You guys are good for something. You know, when the, <laughs> it's about time you step up and contribute to the show. Well done. Um, interesting. I mean, Champ Bailey was an elite corner pro- prospect, as was Christmas Callister and Bailey went ahead of McAllister Two Hall of Fame type guys. Um, some some very similar some striking similarities though. I mean, Achilles Smith was kind of a one year wonder. Tim Couch, people don't remember the legacy of Tim Couch, but he was revered. I don't want to say he was revered at the Lawrence level because they were running a spread which was new then. But even my my buddies at the Browns that were there when Couch was there said this guy could have been great and just fell into the worst environment possible with the Browns. Who, if people remember not only were they an expansion team, but the NFL didn't give them any perks. Like, they didn't get extra picks, you know, like Carolina and Jacksonville and some of these other teams. So they were really behind the eight ball, and Couch really had little chance to succeed. And I remember McNabb... The Eagles fans booed that pick like crazy because yeah. they wanted Ricky Williams. <laughs> they wanted Ricky Williams, of course.
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean the Eagles fans are the worst, and I, I love the Eagles fans, that's rough, but, yeah. but they're the worst when it comes to the draft and those kind of things. And New York Giants fans, and you know the draft is always over there on the East Coast, so there's always a bigger group and, and a louder group of Giants fans, Jets fans, and, and Eagles fans at the draft. And
1: I miss almost, that a little bit—the the New York
0: draft with oh, all that. Yeah, I, I miss it a, a ton. But what's funny yeah. is they're always wrong. Right, every They're time the wrong, fan yes. reactions—if they love it, it's like, oh no, that's going to be a bad pick. Yeah. And if they hate the pick, then it usually turns out pretty well.
1: <laughs> that's a great point. And, and another thing that's interesting, just rattling off that draft class, is it was huge waves when I guess it was Bill Polian took James over Ricky Williams, Edger and James, you know, who was considered a yeah. good prospect, but Ricky was trade your whole draft for Ricky draft, you know. I mean, that's what Ditka did with the Saints. And he wasn't even the first back taken. And you got to give Polian a little bit of credit because, I mean, the reason he did was James affects the passing game more. You know, I mean, that was unheard of back then.
0: I wonder if the Tim Couch thing and it was I mean, I I was starting to pay attention to these kind of things. But it's before my time before getting really deep into this thing with the draft and and covering the NFL and those types of things. Did Tim Couch hurt the reputation for the spread offenses in the NFL? They looked at him and, like, oh, yeah, look at Maybe. the numbers. And he came from a spread offense. That doesn't translate. And so teams stopped looking for those spread quarterbacks.
1: Very well could be true. Because I remember, you know, back to my Browns days, I was in the war room the year Alex Smith came out. And that was kind of the first of his kind, too. I mean, from what I remember, that Kentucky was kind of a run and shoot almost, like a four wide. How mummy – I'm talking – I mean, I'm, this isn't super clear, so my facts aren't 100% straight. You know, it was not a traditional fullback and a running back behind him in the eye, you know, coming from behind center. Yeah, I think it was a, a four-wide spread run and shoot, and then Alex Smith came along and kind of did the this or this more version of the, of a spread with more mm. of a running quarterback action.
0: Right, the uh, – yeah, the Urban Meyer system. Yeah, which yeah, also- yeah. People were worried about that that wasn't going to translate once uh, once it took so long for Alex Smith and then Tim Tebow. And obviously there's a lot of Ohio State quarterbacks and there's still stigma right now connected to Justin Fields when it comes to Ohio State quarterbacks. Is it the you know, is it the logo on the helmet? Uh, Is it the player? Well, what's going on here with those Ohio State quarterbacks? So um,
1: let's talk real quick. Yeah, Yeah, let's talk tight ends, but I have a little bit of a transition. I'm not usually good at these things. Okay. The tie into that tweet is uh, now that we're going to talk tight ends. I just saw this today is you know, it, it, the big conversation, and we're obviously Kyle Pitts is the best tight end. How early is too early to take a tight end? And I think no, there is no, you know, if he's first overall, second overall, quarterbacks aside, is not too early. But I heard this today the earliest drafted tight end in history. I bet you don't know this. I had no clue. Mike Ditka was fourth overall. Whoa. Okay. Had a pit. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Hailed a pit. Um, I did not know that. I was going to guess Brennan yeah. Davis. And I say Davis, I think, was a five. Uh, K2, who was drafted the day before I was hired with the Browns, was a sixth overall pick. And by the way, he's another one. Uh, side note. I mean, he did a lot of dumb stuff and clearly uh, has issues off the field. But he was worth the sixth pick. I mean, I spent... Larry Fitzgerald's entire career at Pitt and then I recently got hired by the Browns after that and came to the Browns basically when Winslow did and just thought wow this is a bigger nastier version of Larry. I mean he was an amazing prospect that flushed his to- his career down the toilet.
0: Oh that that is actually a perfect segue to another yes, listener question here and the tight end position. So let's get into tight ends next and I want to make sure we have enough time as well to get to wide receivers because obviously it's a longer deeper class and the tight end class is not nearly as deep and and extremely top heavy with one of the better tight end prospects we've seen in Kyle Pitts we'll talk about those guys next it's Masters week and you can get in on that action at betonline.ag Major League Baseball NBA NHL and NFL draft props which are super fun you can get in on all of it at BetOnline will be the first pick, the second pick. I think we have a really good vibe on that. But pick number 3, I think you can make yourself some money. First of certain positions off the board. They're going to add more NFL draft props as we get closer as well. And Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. They even cover awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can Imagine Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you got to do: head over to the website. You can use your mobile app, mobile device. Use promo code Locked On to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Another listener of the show, a uh, K White Terrific, says, or quite terrific, but it's spelled K. White. I see where he's going with that name. Uh, he says, why isn't Pitts being compared to bigger, faster receivers instead of tight ends? Megatron, Julio, DK Metcalf, etc. Instead of other tight ends, since analysts are always having a hard time calling him a tight end anyway what do you think about that I I, my answer to that is easy it's because he is a tight end because he can block and so I'm comparing him to tight ends because that's the position he's going to play and he doesn't quite have I mean we're we're, Megatron Julio those are freaks of freaks when it comes to wide receivers and they're about you know 10 pounds lighter and ran four threes and as much of an athlete as Kyle Pitts is he's not in that level of athlete so to me he's just a perfect awesome tight end Uh, so that's why it's hard to compare because there's not that many a great tight ends in the history of the league and especially right now so you're comparing them to what you have
1: yeah a lot to unpeel here I mean I'm going to quote Daniel Jeremiah give or take he said something like this in the last 24 hours or so saying if you have a problem taking Kyle Pitts as a tight end just put WR next to his name and you'll feel better I mean really that's what's going on here <laughs> yeah. just call him a pass catcher call him whatever you want call him a running back call him a tackle whatever just take him and throw him the football um some notes there First of all, I just uh, Calvin Johnson, you mentioned that they're 10 pounds lighter. He was 239 at the combine. <laughs> that, that's just, holy okay, so maybe, cow.
0: Yeah, maybe only six pounds lighter than, wow. Right. Is, I mean, it's insane. just
1: mind-boggling how freaky he is. He's the freakiest of all of them. I mean, like Andre Johnson, Julio, all these guys we've seen that are early first-round pick receivers are freaks, but Calvin's different. Um, that being said, I'm going to quote another friend of the show, Ross Tucker, he, Ross, Kyle Pitts is from the Philadelphia area. He played in one of the Catholic League schools there. And Ross Tucker used to call their games and is from that area too. And is was really dialed in. And Ross has a, a recruiting service over there. So Ross was saying Pitts's high school is so old school, they would throw the ball like six times a game. They just ran and ran and ran, even though you have freaking Kyle Pitts. So he blocked... Wow pretty much 90% of his snaps in high school before he got to Florida. And you can kind of see that. I mean, he's not bashful about it. He's willing. You know, he can line up in line and not get embarrassed. I mean, he's not Evan Ingram or Eric Ebron, who really is just a slot receiver. He can do fine there. He's not going to gronk you off the ball and put people on their back, but he does fine. Right. Yeah. And yeah. as receiver, he can do it all. He,
0: he, and we've seen him line up wide and and beat corners like J.C. Horn that are going to be drafted in the oh, first yeah. round this year. So you can do all that with him. But, yeah, you're right. He can line up in line. And he's not a people mover, but he, he gives it effort, and he's not afraid to block, and he's a straight-up tight end. And that's what I love so much about Kyle Pitts as a prospect because you can use him however you need to in your offense and split him wide and use him more as a wide receiver, and you can ask him to block. And uh, he could even play full-time wide receiver on the outside if you want him to. But big, big slot, tight end, mismatch player. Uh, and to me, when you consider what you can get at other positions like wide receiver later in the draft, that's why I would take him above all the wide receivers because he's the biggest walking mismatch in this class. And I think he helps your offense more than even taking someone like Jamar
1: Chase. The whole key with him... Um, well, not the whole key. I mean, his immense ability is insane. But... It all depends how the defense views him. You know, if you come out, pick any team. I mean, the Eagles with Goddard, we'll just say that. And they draft Kyle Pitts. And they come out in 12 personnel with Miles Sanders, Goddard, Pitts, Rager, and some other receiver. Well, how, what defensive personnel are you putting on the field for that? You know, this is the Shanahan special. Mm-hmm. This is the beauty of Juszczyk and Kittle that there's no right answer. This is why I think Gronk is the best player of this generation, because if you played base against Gronk, they'd split him out, and he's on a linebacker. If you play light against Gronk, he's putting linebackers and safeties on their back, and they're running it up down your throat. Pitts isn't as good a blocker, but that Eagles example, if you come out there and nickel – They're going to have some, uh, you know, have some success running the football. If you come out there and dime, they're going to run it down your throat. If you're playing base, then some heavy linebacker has to play coverage against Goddard or Pitts. And that's the beauty of them is the creative offensive minds are going to realize the defense doesn't have answers for that.
0: How Pitts obviously away the number one tight end in this class, the only one that's going to sniff, I th- in my opinion, the only one's going to sniff the first round. There are some day two yeah. type of prospects, though, so how do we rank out the top five or so tight ends here with Kyle Pitts being the clear one, and we could gush about him all day long, 4-4 four, four, flat, 40-yard dash with a one 5 10 five, yard split, so short area quicks, explosiveness, vertical leap, uh, huge hands, long wingspan, like everything exactly how you want to draw up a tight end and, and get into that 40, 245-pound uh, weight at six five and a half was key for Kyle Pitts. So just checks every box.
1: Yeah, and you did mention it, but his wingspan is bonkers. It's 83 and eighths inch. You know, like I'm sitting here looking at every tight end in this draft and their wingspan. I'm actually looking at Dane Brugler's guide that just came out from The Athletic, and yeah, he does a fantastic. great job. I urge you to grab that. There's like two or three of them that have an 80-inch wingspan or more, but his is almost 84. That's insane. You know, like, for example, uh, Brevin jordans he's at 79. You know, Pat P- P- Fryer muth you were talking about, he's at 77 and three quarters. Like, that's so much less. It's a massive catching radius.
0: And you see it. Even in the still frames. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was, was it yesterday. I don't know. I always, when I... Put out a tweet for the podcast. I usually throw up a picture, and there was one picture that was just awesome. And yeah, it was yesterday's podcast because uh, there was a picture of Kyle Pitts playing against Alabama, going up to catch a ball, and I and I used the photo because two of the players in the photo were in your mock draft, in Patrick Sertan and Kyle Pitts, and it does. Was, was, and in this one still shot, it doesn't look like Sertan's necessarily covering him, but he's right next to him in the end zone. And just the picture, the photo of Kyle Pitts going up to get the football with his length over the top of everybody, and that's the Alabama defense with a bunch of freaks on that side of the ball as well. You can just see it. You can see that length, and he is such a weapon, not only between the 20s, but in the red zone as well.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned this earlier with J.C. Horn, and Sertain also qualifies, and this goes back to my mismatch conversation. So even when teams in the SEC with first-round corners decided we don't care if you run the ball down our throat we're putting a corner on this quote tight end he still abused them you know first round corners couldn't keep up with this guy I mean that's remarkable
0: and and so that's not even going to shut him down either that's just the best no. they can do to try to cover this guy and now you have an advantage in the running game as well so positionless football Kyle Pitts give it to me all day
1: yeah if you have a corner on a tight end you have a, a, you have a big advantage in the running game. There's no way around it. Pat Fryer move number two for you. Clearly. And I like him a lot. I think he's a high quality tight end. Penn state's close by. And there's tons of Penn state fans here. And you've heard baby Gronk for a couple of years. That's insane, but he's that style. He's a very physical player in line guy. 15 years ago, he probably would have been a first round pick. Now he's you know, a a clear second that probably will play a lot of snaps, a better Kyle, Kyle Rodeo's not even a good example. I mean, the Heath Miller type, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, your classic wide tight end in line will block you and not going to embarrass himself in the passing game. By the way, yeah, 77 three quarters wingspan, six inches shorter than Kyle Pitts for Pat (laughs) right. right. He's also 6'5", 250. He's a big dude.
1: He's a big physical guy, and and he's a good blocker. What's funny is even a guy like him nowadays, none of these guys are great blockers. You know, like I keep using Steelers examples, but Mark Bruner was a first round pick of the Steelers who was a really good player, and he just mauled people in the run game. That that's the beauty of Gronk. None of these guys are gonna block Kyle, you know, uh Chase Young, you know, but right. they they all, you know, some of them don't block anybody.
0: Speaking of Brevin Jordan, yeah, no, is he your number I think three he guy? Block yeah, he's uh, what six two and a half, two forty seven. Sort of a a, a pear shaped, not pear shaped in a bad way, but just you know a little shorter, stubbier than normally yeah. we see in a tight end coming out of Miami. But a weapon in the passing game, sort of an H backy type of player that I could see being moved around in a lot of places. But lining up at a, as a wide tight end, blocking a defensive end, is probably not the way you want to use. Brevin Jordan is here, number three.
1: He is. He worries me a little bit, though. I don't want to look too much at his testing, but I wanted in more from his testing. Um, you mentioned that he is sort of a stumpier tight end. He's not the long prototypical build. He also body catches too many. You know, he lets the ball get into him, which makes him play even smaller. He doesn't pluck the ball well away from his frame. But he's really good after the catch. They've actually handed him the football at times, too. Um, not for everybody though. You know, I mean, he—you better have a plan in place for this guy.
0: So if you don't employ a fullback, maybe it's one of those players that you can move him around, and he can be a quasi fullback for you at times as well, and put him in the backfield, and you know. But he's not use check. You know, like right. he's
1: not going to block anybody.
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, what he run four, six, seven. So that's pretty good, if you know, for a quote unquote mm-hmm. tight end, but not someone I'm super excited and trying to you know draft in the second round. In my opinion, it's it's Pitts round because he's one. a weapon. I mean,
1: right. you could call him a TE or whatever. He's a weapon he's four, six, sevens, not that freaky against most linebackers in this league. You know, who he's are, good.
0: who are, uh, tight ends four and five for you?
1: I think they're clear. It's a bad class. First of all, um, Hunter long from Boston college is also sort of the Friar Muth type. Um, they threw him the football an awful lot though at BC. I mean, he's a big bodied guy. He runs well. He's not super sudden. He's one of the other guys on this list that has the big wingspan. His is 82 inches. Um, Really good player. Uh, I mean, I think he could be a starter at the next level, Um, just not real explosive or twitchy.
0: Tommy Tremble, does he complete your top five? I think that's pretty clear consensus top five is those players in some order after Kyle Pitts as the the clear number one guy.
1: Yeah, and Tremble to me is the definition of a guy you want to play with and not against. I mean, he is a nasty blocker, a move blocker, like put him in motion and wham block defensive ends and things like that. I bet he's going to be a great special teamer. But they have a kid on the team, Michael Myers, which I only know that name because of Halloween, that I guess is a stud that we'll be talking about a year or so from now. So Tremble's a backup or a number two. You know, he doesn't have great production. That's a red flag no matter how good this kid is.
0: One sleeper I want to talk about here, and Dane Brugler has him listed as a tight end. He's a bigger wide receiver from Central Florida, Jacob Harris, who's 6'5". He's only about 220 pounds, but he had a freaky, crazy workout. And He's really long-limbed and probably too tight to play wide receiver at the next level. He's a little bit older of a prospect at 24 years old as well. But 6'5", 220, he ran 4'4", flat 40-yard dash, 40 wow. and a half inch vertical, 11 foot, one inch broad jump. And his three cone was 6.51, which is ridiculous for somebody that tall. I mean, that's that's like uh, Rondale Moore, who's five foot seven type three cone time. So athletically insane. You throw 10 more pounds on this guy. Day three, sort of a sleeper tied in. Jacob Harris out of central Florida has me a little bit intrigued.
1: That's certainly intriguing. I know very little about him except for the stat line. You kind of mentioned the numbers. Um, one thing we should have noted at the beginning, one of the most telling combine numbers for tight ends is three cone, you know, it's kind of it, edge rushers, you know, tight ends. And that makes some sense. If you understand the drill, that might be my favorite number of all of them for him. I mean, he's only two twenty, you know, in that neighborhood, but that's not much different than Evan Ingram. You know, I mean, you call him a tight end, you call him a big receiver. Um, you know, so that's cool with me. I, I got a couple other names that are interesting to me down the, you know, late, late day three guys.
0: How about, uh, is Yaboa one of them? Kenny Yaboa from Ole Miss?
1: Yeah, he's fine. Uh, he wasn't one of my faves. Um, I, I like, this is a guy I think that I've, I've mentioned use check two or three times. Kylan Granson from SMU is just six, one and a half two forty. 240 The runs a four slow, four sixes productive. He'll, he'll block, he'll catch. He looks like a use check to me. I mean, just remember that name from SMU. And then there's two huge schools that are used to be football factories that have dwindled probably for this reason, Michigan and Florida state that I've come to the conclusion that their coaching staff does not get the most out of their athletes. You know, that you see it repeatedly. These guys are testing well, they're heavily recruited and their tape's just okay, and the the people in the know say, boy, they didn't use them all that well. Well, Nick Eubanks is a tight end from Michigan well down this list. You know, he's 6'4 and a half, runs well. They didn't use him much. I have to question what's going on at those two two schools.
0: Yeah, uh, Ben Mason as well from Michigan as a fullback type in this class at I think 6'2", 245, something like that, and could play some tight ends. So a lot of H-back types, a small – is it me, or is the tight end and wide receiver class smaller than ever this year? The
1: receiver class is.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is slot receiver central. Let's get into that next. We'll t- actually we have to split up wide receivers. I think in two I days we have time. To let's talk about this. the top five today, and then we'll get okay. into like you know six through twenty because there's a lot of it's, it's good. It's a good class. It's a pretty deep class, but there's a lot of smaller slot types, and I think it's gonna be tough to separate some of those. So let's talk top five wide receivers, and we'll get a little bit deeper. Uh, maybe next week with some more wide receivers since we don't have a lot of time so
1: yeah sounds like a plan all right like it
0: you know what else i like built bars and you can get 15 percent off your next box of built bars they'll tell you how in just a second tasty treat a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar right now i'm staring at a box of built bars that i built myself you can mix and match three flavors i love the peanut butter i also wanted to try some other flavors so i went with toffee almond, and one of the six new flavors, cookies and cream. 130 calories in the cookies and cream flavor. 17 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar. It is fantastic. Other new flavors like caramel brownie, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go with their 12 original flavors. My favorite is peanut butter that I always talk about. Bars are covered in this is the best part. 100% chocolate, not a brown colored flavored chocolate weird coating. It's legit chocolate. So get some yourself at 15% off with promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your next box of Built bars at builtbar.com. Jamar Chase has pretty much become the consensus wide receiver one. There was conversations with Devontae Smith earlier on in the process, but just height, weight, speed, I think is the thing that, uh, and, you know, just the absurd production in 2019. He opted out of 2020, and even though Devontae Smith was the Heisman winner, Jamar Chase is the number one guy everywhere. Is he the number one wide receiver for you, Matt?
1: Clearly. um, You mentioned the absurd production with Joe Burrow two years ago. That was also much like the pitch conversation against elite SEC corners, first round picks, CJ Henderson, Bama guys, you know. And he was 19 years old, you know, like that, that boggles my mind. Like the Penny Sewell and Jamar Chase tape that we saw last is 19 year olds. And I mean, that, that's crazy to me. Um, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal prospect. What I don't know and is a bigger conversation probably for another day is. If you can get Jamar Chase at four, five, six, which I, I think he'll go in one of those spots, which frankly I don't have a big problem with, but all these receivers, you're going to get a really good one at the top of second round, a really good one mm-hmm. at the top of third round. The last two drafts have told us that. And as much as I like Chase and clearly he's the one, he's not Calvin, Andre, Julio, you know, like he's not as freaky as them.
0: I think breakout age is really important, especially for wide mm-hmm. receivers. And when you talk about uh, those offensive tackles, too, there's a couple of years difference between Pennay Sewell and Rashawn Slater. And uh, it's similar, not quite as big of a gap, but it's, it's pretty similar with Jamar Chase being, you know, only 21 now. So he was a teenager when you saw him doing things uh, at LSU in 2019. Um, you know, most of the other receivers in this class are in the 22-year-old range, like Devontae Smith, and some people argue he's – his breakout age is too old. I don't buy that one either. I think he, Devontae no. Smith is just right on. It's just some other guys are younger, like Jamar Chase. But when you break it down with the wide receiver, I think position, if Smith
1: was in another school, he probably would have got broke out a little earlier. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
0: you just you have to wait sometimes. And look, there's there's guys that and what's funny is I've had this argument about Mac Jones, and I don't really know the recruiting circuit that well and who's coming next at Alabama. But people talked about, oh, you I mean, know, his good. his wide receiver class wasn't that great actually was overblown for the wide receivers that Mac Jones was throwing to this year because uh, Jalen Waddle was hurt for a lot of the year and I was like oh you want to tell me that the guy who was replacing Jalen Waddle's not going to be the next first round draft pick you know so he was throwing to talent that's that's clear so you got to wait sometimes at that position especially when you look at the guys who have gone in the NFL draft from Alabama at wide receiver so definitely not worried about that but I think the point you made is why I would go someone like Sewell, why I would go someone like Kyle Pitts over Jamar Chase, because of what you can get in the second round. And, and we're definitely mm-hmm. not going to have time to go too deep, deep here. Actually, let's just focus on the top three guys. Okay. Ha- so Jamar Chase is one for you. Is Waddle and Smith in some order, two and three?
1: Yeah, and I prefer Waddle. Okay. It would probably depend a little bit on my system. I don't know that Waddle's ever going to be a super high volume receiver, where I think Smith will. I just look at it from a defensive coordinator perspective, and I didn't want to throw Tyreek's name out there, but it's in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. I hate, I mean, Tyreek Hill's probably the receiver I least want to play against if I'm a defensive coordinator, and Waddle's the closest thing I've seen yet to Hill.
0: He is explosive. One thing I don't oh. like is that we still run out 40 times for Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. And mm, they were they had two pro days at Alabama. To my knowledge, they're healthy enough to do everything else, and so why was there no... Uh, 40 times for those guys. That worries me a little bit.
1: Najee Harris didn't either. Is there some Bama thing going on? Yeah,
0: some kind of odd Bama thing. I mean, Mac Jones ran a 4-9, and and he didn't have any problem with it. So I don't know. Maybe they got a slow track at Alabama. They were worried about it. Um, I think Patrick Sertan ran, and he ran extremely well. So I'm not sure why so many offensive players didn't run the 40 this year at Alabama. But um, I would personally put Devontae Smith at number one, barely ahead of Jamar Chase and Waddle three, because if you're knocking Devontae Smith for size, Jalen Waddle's only five nine and a half and one eighty. It's not like he's some big monster, right? And he is super explosive. I just love how the weight hasn't mattered for Devonte Smith, and he beats everybody. And he is so smooth, and he is so smart. And I'm just betting on Devonte Smith being really well. So, if I was a, a team looking for a wide receiver, if I was say the Philadelphia Eagles, I'd be ecstatic thinking that man, the guy we're gonna get is Devonte Smith falling to us in number twelve.
1: No, I, I don't disagree. I mean. I think there's some very obvious exception to the rule traits with Smith. And one thing I haven't seen talked about, we talked about this a lot with Pitts, huge wingspan. I mean, he's over six feet tall, but he is over 78 inch wingspan, which is like four inches more than waddle. It's bigger than four inches more than chase, you know? So he's, he's a lot more like a Terrence Marshall wingspan. And he uses that. Well, obviously to pluck the ball away from his frame, but also to get off press coverage, you know, he doesn't let guys get into him and bully him around quite as much with his long arms.
0: If we're trying to pick apart these guys and Devonte Smith has absolutely been picked apart, I talked about Jalen Waddle's size, his explosive ability is is very clear and it's sounding like maybe NFL teams do like him as the second wide receiver in this class because of that ability. But the injury history, the size makes me pause a little bit. I don't know if I'd be throwing down a top 10 pick on him. I get why Jamar Chase is number one. If we're picking nits here with Jamar Chase came in shorter than expected for someone who's so good at going up and getting the ball and being a bully at the catch point.
1: As six. big and physical as he played, I right. thought he might be six one and a half. Yeah, or, he's only know. six
0: feet and three eighths inch, just barely over two hundred pounds. He blazed in the forty, which is good, but he doesn't separate that much. Shorter armed guy, too. He actually had shorter arms mm-hmm. than than Devontae Smith and and some other receivers that are sub six footers. So only thirty inch arms for Jamar Chase. There's a slight worry for me, which is why I would take guys like Sewell and I would even take Devontae Smith over him, and I would take Um, Kyle Pitts over Jamar Chase just because he's not he's not Julio he's not Julio he's not Megatron he's not that guy where you're like oh I have zero worries this guy's a freak and can do everything and he's a really good prospect didn't see him play in 2020 I wanted to see more separation from a guy I'm taking in the top five top 10 at wide receivers that's the one thing that worries me just a little bit and he's not quite the length of someone that I want, if he's going to be someone who's going to be contested catches a lot.
1: No, I hear you. I mean, he's still my one, but there's no position scarcity here. You know, know, I mean, every team probably got someone in the last two drafts that they like and they have 15 guys in this class. So we'll get to either Monday or whatever that you'll be very happy to add to your football team.
0: And just to look ahead to next week's episode where we talk about the rest of these wide receivers, because I think it does get a lot more fun from wide receiver four on down the list. Someone like Rashad Bateman, who height, weight, speed wise, doesn't look a lot different in his pro day workouts than Jamar Chase. You can get him 25 picks later. There's nobody 25 picks later that you could get that could resemble Pene Sewell, that could resemble. Kyle Pitts, and so you know, or quarterback, whatever other position you're looking at at the top of the draft. So that's sort of the the tiebreaker for me, why, which why yeah. I would you know draft those other players before someone like Tamar Chase or even Devontae Smith. Uh, in the Let alone the
1: third team. round guys, you could probably get.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that'll be fun. We'll break those down, and I'm really interested to hear how you have those guys ranked from wide receiver. on. I'm sure we both have some sleepers we like in this wide receiver class as well. That's coming up next week. Some other position groups, all the latest news, NFL draft coming at you daily right here Peacock and Williamson.